Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Greetings and salutations. Coming up on tomorrow's interview edition of the Bob Seska Show, I'll be talking with someone whose name you might not know, but whose work you definitely know. This week's guest is the great Jim Biederman. Jim was the producer of such legendary TV shows as Kids in the Hall, Saturday Night Live, The Tom Green Show, The Andy Dick Show, The Howard Stern Show on CBS Late Night, The Whitest Kids You Know, I'm with Busey, and my animated sketch show on VH1 from years and years, like a thousand years ago. Jim is one of the greatest storytellers I've ever met, so get ready. Download and listen everywhere. The Bob Seska Show is available. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, BobSeska.com, and of course, SexyLiberal.com. And don't forget to support my show by subscribing at BobSeskaShow.com or Patreon.com slash Show. Thank you in advance, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. This here's a 2008 Dodge Stratus. It's got some gears in there and a steering wheel, and I've outfitted the roof with a vinegar spritzing cannon to dissipate chemtrails while I drive. I'm Alex Jones, and this is Crazies in Cars Getting Conspiracies. We're here in Newport, Rhode Island to talk conspiracies with my sidekick at InfoWars.com, Mr. Dan Bodondi. Uh, hello, this here is Dan Bodondi from TruthRadioShow.com. Dan, Alex Jones. Hello? Uh, hello, can you hear me? Uh, hello? Dan, I think you're holding the phone upside down again. Uh, get off the line, whoever you are, because uh, uh, I have to call Alex Jones to be on his show. Dan, this is Alex Jones. Dan? Dan. So, Dan, how do you like my Dodge Stratus? As you can see on the dashboard, I have a special radar warning system to alert us when Obama's weather weapons are in the vicinity. Tiny helicopters and airplanes moving tornadoes all around. I drive slow in the driveway and all of those dings. That's special. I also got knowledge of the Illuminati and the occult especially. Say... Where's a good place in Newport to talk about conspiracies, Dan? Ah, uh, we could go to my apartment. But we were just there three minutes ago when I picked you up. I'll get off at this exit. Wait, 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 don't grab the steering <laughs> After causing a serious five-car pileup, we're here in a ditch along the highway in Rhode Island talking conspiracies. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. I have no evidence that Alex Jones drives a Dodge Stratus. I have no idea. I, I don't know if that's true or not. 
From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, June 18, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap ever in the entire world ever. Hi, how are you? My name is Bob. What's up? What's happening? Hello, Bob. Oh, hi. Day 880 of the Trump crisis, day 42 of the constitutional crisis, 503 days until the 2020 presidential election, and sitting right over there, my good friend Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Oh. Man, uh, sorry, you have to forgive me. I'm out of breath. Uh, I'm out of breath because Trump's coming to Florida today and I've spent all morning blowing up this big baby balloon. It's coming. It's coming into Orlando. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I don't want to... Uh, you, you shouldn't be saying it's coming in relation to Donald Trump. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the baby balloon. Oh, I see. They, okay, uh, gotcha. GoFundMe uh, raised enough money to bring the balloon here, so I'm very. we're all very excited about uh, Yes, that. we are. That's true. Well, he's Bob. I'm Buzz, and we will be accepting foreign help in the next podcast contest. I just want to <laughs> establish that up front. <laughs> and remember, what what everything we say here today is for the show, so no coughing. No, the that's show. right. Don't even try it. I will freak out. I hate it when you cough on the show. God damn you for coughing. <laughs> no coughing while listening. Either. <laughs> that's right. God damn it. I, uh, right, right. I, I'm cranky. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I got up on the wrong side of the Twitter feed this morning. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Me too. How do you, oh, is, how man. does that work that we both end up getting up on the wrong side of the Twitter feed? Yeah, can I tell you honestly, seriously, I got up this morning and I saw uh, the news article that said uh, nobody watched the Stephanopoulos interview, <laughs> which was news breaking and important and and I understand why people didn't want to see it, but it's it's frustrating yeah. because it's part of, to me it was part of an overall uh, bigger problem and yeah. and I saw another tweet from a poor woman who said She's been a news junkie since she was 12, and no more. She's turning it off. She's really? done. That's it. She's out. She can't take it anymore, and I get that. I've okay. heard that. If I've heard that from one person today, I've heard it from 100 people. I you know, I just can't listen to any more of this, and it's it shows in, yeah. in the Stephanopoulos ratings, in the news mm-hmm. ratings overall. Uh, I may even be feeling it a little bit. But uh, when we stop paying attention, that's exactly what uh, the evildoers want. Oh, and, so you, uh, you've, I, I you've worry actually, about that. You've actually started the show. I thought I thought this was a big elaborate setup for another. <laughs> no, singer. no, we're 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 done. I really did get up all on right, the wrong side right. of Twitter today. Gotcha. Uh, although that was initially a joke, I I did have more and and more serious to say about. You know, that. I'm just I'm sitting so. here like on the edge of my seat with my finger hovering over the rim shot button, and I'm going, "Oh wait, it's coming! It's he's." going to nail it and and of course you're actually talking ne- seriously now so i should ne- next next time i say something that serious i'll be standing in front of pictures of flaming oil tankers <laughs> see now there it is there you now know. see we've brought it thank you see how we wrapped all that up in a bow that's just great <laughs> all right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everything is awful. We have uh, so much to talk about. I mean, but as far as the news goes, as far as following the news, as far as watching that ABC News special, I just think I think it's Trump fatigue. I think what I've been seeing this for a while now and I've been wondering why isn't anyone talking about Trump fatigue and it's got to be happening. I mean, remember. We have had many other presidents in this country. We have, right. <laughs> we've had, uh, it's it's more than 45, I think. Is well, it yeah. total 45? Well, I think 40, it's 40, if you count this one. Right? And so with every presidency, we get to a certain point where everyone goes, 
oh boy, I'm so tired of this president. I'm so sick and tired. No more of this president. And usually it happens at the end of two terms. Like everyone's like, okay, well, yeah, two terms is enough. I'm tired of seeing this guy's face. I'm tired of hearing his voice. Can he please go away? Even the greatest, like even the, like uh, Barack Obama, Ronald Reagan, all of these presidents are like, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah, usually not the first month they're in office. Yeah, exactly. Well, But I mean, this guy is so vastly different insofar as his giant melon head is, is in our living room every damn day. Constantly. He makes a point for that, yeah. And for those of us who are on social media who have our faces pressed against our computer screens 24-7, I mean, we see him all the damn time. And You think you're tired of it? We're tired of it. I know. My God. But I think that's part of it. I don't know if it's a disinterest in what's happening. I just think people are tired of of yeah. hearing his voice, tired of hearing I the lines, it. tired of hearing the same catchphrases over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, on that note, I've got several clips of his voice right now. Oh, people are going to be very <laughs> excited about that. And, and let me no. just let me just let me just say before you before we run everybody off. <laughs> let, let me just remind you of a conversation that you and I had on this show yeah. uh, a couple of years ago about Trump fatigue. And our prediction and our hope was at the time that Trump supporters would uh, experience this fatigue yeah. and uh, that they too would tire of him. Well, um, I, that doesn't appear to have happened. <laughs> no. and, and and in fact, the level of enthusiasm among Trump voters is higher now probably than it was <sighs> in 2016. Fuck. Now, the numbers are lower. You've seen the polls. Yeah. He can't, yeah. I mean, he's in Florida today because he's behind seven points here. Uh, and, and he cannot afford to lose Florida. And yet, if the election were held today... He would. Mm. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, uh, he's he's certainly got reason to worry. But the, the Trump supporters are as fervent, if not more so than ever. And I think uh, some of us on the left are as fervent or more so than ever. He motivates us every day yep. with things like announcing last night at bedtime <laughs> that he was sending uh, a thousand more troops uh, to to uh, to the Middle East, yeah. and then announcing upon rising this morning that he would deport, <laughs> he says, millions of people yeah. uh, who are migrants. And, and, and it's just like you said, the the barrage is nonstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, every every day, every hour of every waking moment, he's in our faces. But uh, not only is Trump's base fired up, but we are too. Yeah, and 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 he continues to fire us up by doing these awful things. Did you notice that there are people who are waiting outside that Orlando or oh, yeah. arena? They're camped out. They're on the sidewalks. They've got their sleeping bags. They've got their tents, and they're all <laughs> waiting for Donald Trump to scream like a maniac for an hour mm-hmm. and a half. I go back. I always go back to that CPAC speech that he delivered earlier uh, in the year, where he was just. It was like two and a half hours of just sheer, utter madness. It's just, am- right. again, it's amazing. It's amazing. That'll happen again tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah again, it, that's it's exactly what's going to happen tonight. It's going to be next level crazy for Donald Trump at this rally because it's kicking off his campaign. This is a, his official campaign kickoff. So it's going to be <laughs> his his 59th. It'll be his 59th yeah. campaign rally uh, since becoming president. But th- this is where he's kicking it off. Right. Okay, right. got it. <laughs> by the way, he's still, I thought it was like, a year ago when he brought up, well, we've changed our slogan. It's now keep America great and it's no longer make America great again. We want to keep America great. And then uh-huh. he was on, I don't know, TV some somewhere last week where he was saying, 
Uh, what is it going to be? Is it going to be make America great again? Are we going to use that again? Or are we going to say keep America great? He can't decide on his goddamn slogan. So uh-huh. I imagine that's got a little bit of that tonight. He's going to be, it's going to be full Pocahontas, full Sleepy Joe. It's going to be all oh, the yeah. crazy stuff. But then even, you know, just things that we can't even predict. You know, if you were to make a grid. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, you couldn't. Yeah, exactly. You make a grid for an election and you can kind of break down every every uh, campaign into three things. Uh, national security, uh, domestic issues, and question mark. There are right. going to be so many question mark things tonight that, again, we can't even <laughs> oh, begin yeah. to assume that we know what's going to happen along those lines. Because he is just fantastic at just sucking down the Adderall or whatever it is he's doing. He's got, by the way, he's got to be doing something. And this maybe this is a good segue into that uh, sure, special from sure. last night on ABC News. One of the things that he dropped in that ABC News special that no one is really talking about is the fact that... A the- vial of cocaine? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he dropped it right into his nostril and just the, the entire damn thing in one big sucking motion. Sorry, um, couldn't resist. Please proceed. But what happened was, he well, he certainly needs the cocaine because he apparently at age 78 or whatever, how old he is, he only sleeps four or five hours a night, and he mentioned it doesn't that. show. <laughs> Trump is crazy. That's right. You can't tell by the look in his eye, the crazy look, and just he's got all the colors of the rainbow on his face now. I just I noticed that too during that interview, and uh, and he's and he's and he's manically contradictory. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dana Milbank at the Washington Post did a tremendous piece. I'll be uh, citing. I'll be stealing from it in my news uh, this Thursday, mm-hmm. where he lists case after case of Trump saying one. One thing in one uh, minute yeah. and the next minute saying something else or saying something one day and the next day saying something else. And and uh, this has gone on as recently as this week. Yep. Uh, it's gone on from the very beginning uh, where, uh, you know, he, he he covers all his bases by taking both sides of a thing. Right. Uh, and, and, and he does this consistently. He's just... This is the stable genius that we're talking about here. Yeah, he levies accusations, and then when he's challenged on that accusation, he goes, Oh, sometimes, sometimes even without challenge, right. sometimes he contradicts himself in the second of two sentences. Yes, yes, like yeah. he did. What did he, what yeah. was the, the big contradiction? He was talking about uh, something, I think he tweeted something last week, in which everyone was trying to decipher what the hell it was he was talking about, where the, the first part of it contradicted the, the second part, Art and and for God's sake, it's it's escaping me right now what that thing was. Well, but it just I know it was in the last week that he yeah. accused the New York Times of treason. Yeah, uh, for publishing uh, what he he said was a classified report <laughs> that he then said didn't exist. <laughs> That's right. The news is you real. Know. No, what did he say? Yeah, he said it like a, uh, two years ago, and it applies to this New York Times tweet as right. well, where he said the uh, the leak is real, but the news is fake. As if that can somehow happen logically in this universe without bending the laws of physics somehow. But I mean, he called he called Bob Woodward's book a fiction, and then screamed at his staff for letting that stuff leak out. he also said to Stephanopoulos. This was a, right. kind of an amazing moment that was at the very end. And again, it's not getting a lot of conversation because of the giant bombshells that were in there, too. Is yeah. uh, He said, uh, a previous administration used the intelligence data and the intelligence agencies to spy on my campaign. That is an exact uh-huh. quote. Then George Stephanopoulos goes, you believe President Obama spied on your campaign? And then Trump goes, I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Like, he did, or I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> yes. So a previous administra- administration used the intelligence data and the intelligence agencies to spy on my campaign, period. So they spied on your campaign? 
I don't know. I'll I'll take credit for the government shutdown. It's the Democrats' fault. <laughs> way to uh, way to be a straight shooter. Yeah, everyone talks yeah. about how Donald Trump's a straight shooter. Says what's on his mind. And this goes back to me. Uh, there could be an Adderall connection here. Uh, absolutely true. And and again. <laughs> If a guy who is uh, Trump, uh, who has his unhealthy lifestyle, who has the rigors, the stresses of that job, is only getting four hours of sleep a night. I mean, just hearing the phrase four hours of sleep at night gives me a headache and makes me want to take a nap. And I'm 48, almost 48. There's no way he is sleeping four hours a night, waking up as chipper as the morning dew and popping out of bed without any assistance whatsoever. And that is what Provigil is meant to do. That is the drug that Ronnie Jackson was purported to be handing out to White House staffers up and down the West Wing. And my assumption is including the president too, because it's, it's designed to help people wake up in the morning, especially if they're using it, things like Ambien it, and so on. It's supposed to be good for concentration. Is that right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it, 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 students use it for studying. Uh, if that's the drug, if we're talking about the same drug, uh, the doc, that doctor yeah. used to keep a bowl of them on his desk for anybody who wanted to come by and, and take, yes. take them. That's exactly right. He was When right. I say he was handing them out like Skittles, I right. mean that yeah. literally. Yeah. Like It was just like, oh, hey, so thanks for popping by my office. Hey, got a big bowl of uh, pro- Provigil here, just like some Werther's Originals. Just reach your hand in there, grab a big handful, <laughs> stick them in your pocket. Have a great day. We'll, see, we'll talk to you next time. And that's kind of what was going on in Ronnie Jackson's office. And of course, we kind of forgot all about that now i don't even know where that oh, that situation well, it, is it, the fire hose of news i mean yeah that was that was eight million gallons ago speaking of the fire hose of news <laughs> we have some news on the acting 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 defense secretary is that true <laughs> yeah, just, yeah i saw on your uh, twitter feed I, as we we're starting yeah, the show. just just before showtime we learned that uh the uh, acting defense secretary uh is being is is he's not gonna serve out is is uh, hmm. pat shanahan yeah uh will not continue with the confirmation process before the Senate. Uh, in his stead, the new deputy, uh, or the new secretary of the Army, there's so many deputies and actings. <laughs> yeah. The new sep- secretary of the Army will be uh, promoted to, or as the nominee for defense secretary. Yeah. Now, he's he's fun, uh, Mark Esper, because he just came to us from uh, the big defense contractor, Raytheon. Raytheon. So it's really fortuitous how this has worked out (laughs) yeah and of course when i think of raytheon i go right to alex jones because raytheon is one of those uh ooga booga conspirators they're part of the grand conspiracy against uh whoever again they're one of the globalists i don't know what the hell raytheon let me tell you about raytheon raytheon started out (laughs) making radio tubes yeah for for tube for radio receivers that required tubes that had to heat up, you had to wait for your radio to warm up. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Raytheon tube technology. <laughs> yes, thank you for that, Raytheon. And actually, that that was when Raytheon was uh, kind of useful to consumers, but now it's all about you know crazy uh, defense. War, con- yeah, war yeah. and all kinds of crazy things that people can use in, in war, and it's driving Alex Jones crazy. Raytheon, IBM, the Bilderbergs, the global 
Polis, the Trilateral Commission, all the rest of them. That, uh, <laughs> that every time, you know, every time Alex Jones is confronted with some sort of news story, it always comes down to one of those companies being to blame. And you know what? In some cases, probably not wrong. Uh, yeah, and Raytheon. Yeah, I wouldn't guess that would be the case with Raytheon. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've, Ray, they've done their share of war profiteering. I would say exactly. And every once in a while, Alex Jones kind of accidentally lands on something that might be a little bit true. So there's that. Sure, but, and that's you know, and that's how you get away with his kind of crazy too. Is yeah. you you include something that the listener knows is real, knows in their gut at least is real and uh, then well then everything else he says must be true also. <laughs> that's right well the, the latest news from alex jones's universe is you know he's in this big lawsuit against the uh sandy hook families or they're suing right. him for for defamation and all the rest of it um but I, I i hate to be in a position where i'm defending him but this and i'm not really defending him all i'm saying is this headline at uh, ctpost.com is is a little bit clickbaity. He's it's this year the the headlines is lawyers for Sandy Hook family say Alex Jones sent them child porn. Now, when you actually read the article, it is still really bad for Alex Jones. I mean, this yeah. could end him, this particular story. So mm -hmm. the the actual story is that they're doing discovery right now, and Alex Jones's defense attorneys sent uh, a bunch of Alex Jones's documents to the right. attorney for the plaintiffs, this guy, uh, Chris Matai. I, I guess that's how you pronounce his last name, M-A-T-T-E-I. He's the lawyer for the Sandy Hook families. And uh, apparently within this giant uh, tranche of documents from Alex Jones, I love right. it when I get to use words like tranche, by the way, uh, there was apparently child pornography in the mix yeah, oops yeah yeah big time oops but the headline makes it seem as if alex jones was like trolling the sandy hook families by sending them child porn like trying to plant it on their person it, it's hard to say that in a headline i i saw a number of similar headlines i'm not familiar yeah. with ct post i don't know what that is but but i, I even saw some of the bigger uh, media outlets using similar headlines to tell the story and in fact i mean he didn't he didn't send them emails with child porn in them so that they, he was forcing child porn on them. He accidentally showed everyone his child porn when he turned over uh, these documents to the Sandy Hook families. Yeah. It's hard to say all that in a headline uh, form. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't want to see anybody uh, skewered unfairly, but child porn, you know, let me just, <laughs> yeah. I think that's. At the end of the discussion right there. Yeah, and I, I wonder how this child porn ended up within the doc. I mean, again, this is really, really terrible news for Alex Jones. On I mean, his he, computer. I mean, it's part of the discovery. Yeah. Uh, you get access to, what, hard drives or whatever, and uh, apparently they found more than they were looking for. And that happens typically in criminal investigations and, and I suppose in civil cases as well, uh, that uh, in, in the course of discovery, you you discover things yeah. you find and sometimes things you aren't even looking for and sometimes those things have to be referred for a separate uh, prosecution and you know there's something else there's a new layer to this now because like all trumpers they always make things worse for themselves well alex jones has responded to these allegations that there was sure. child porn in this uh, uh mm -hmm. stack of documents and so he went off on his show on friday and was threatening Chris Matei, this uh, lawyer for the Sandy Hook right. families. And in my uh, best Alex Jones voice that you heard at the top of the show, I was just going to read yes, this please. read this uh, a quote cuz I'm not oh, going to play I'm not going to play the audio of it. I'll just perform it for you. Oh, thank you. We all know who did it. You're trying to set me up with child porn. 
I'm going to get your ass. One million dollars. One million dollars, you little gang member. One million dollars to put your head on a pike. One million dollars, bitch. I am going to get your ass. <laughs> I pray for divine intervention against the powers of Satan. I literally would never have sex with children. I don't like having sex with children. <laughs> You're, you know Not what? anymore, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, if, if you have to deny wanting to have sex with children, you're, you're uh-huh. already losing. Um, I, know, I know I don't want to share a cab with that guy. <laughs> Me neither. I don't want that voice in my head, and yeah. it is. And it is. <laughs> yeah, and yet it is. There it is. Yeah, I mean, I, do, 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 is it even necessary to try to frame Alex Jones? Don't they no. already have him? dead to rights in this case yeah uh no i think we found something he didn't mean for us to find oops didn't mean to leave that in there uh you know and and so this is this is you know he should talk to his friend george nader and see uh, maybe get some tips (laughs) right a lawyer referral or something i mean once again i mean how many people linked to donald trump are going to turn up with some sort of egregious underage sex scandal uh linked to them i mean we have this Wouldn't guy it be something if we find out they're tied to a pizza parlor and uh, <laughs> i know holy yeah. hell i mean what there's Je- there's jeffrey epstein there's this other guy with the uh, with the uh i don't know the, the massage parlor sex ring or whatever the hell that was right there alex jones has apparently sent uh, lawyers kitty porn i mean just one story after another in which uh, you know, Donald Trump's and, entire, you know, c- kind of somehow distantly related, you know, affiliates and associates all have this same problem. Why is and that? Yet, and, and yet Hillary Clinton walks free. <laughs> I mean, she yeah. was, I mean, think about it. This is what I'm saying. They uh, spent uh, countless hours, uh, these nuts, accusing her yeah. of uh, running a phony pizza parlor in, uh, and I meant to say Alexandria, not not Arlington. Mm. Uh, but, uh, and, and, and that it was a front for a child uh, exploitation ring yeah, of yeah. some kind, child Pizzagate. sex ring. Yeah. Isn't isn't it funny that they would make that accusation and nothing would ever come of that other than a needless shooting, um, yeah. uh, and 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 yet we have as Bob just enumerated all these people on uh, the Trump side of things who are genuinely involved with this stuff. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, it's shocking that Donald Trump would be linked to all of these sexual perverts in some way. You know what I mean? And and that's a that's yeah. putting it mildly. Well. He's- he loves his daughter, and I think we all know <laughs> what right. that means. Well, on a much more serious note. Less um, perverted note. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, this is pretty perverted, but in a completely it's different way. way. Yeah. yeah, Donald Trump is now going to send out ICE agents to start rounding up uh, uh, migrants and so on inside the United States. Um, yeah. You know, in, in direct response to his tweet announcing that this morning, I found a GIF from Schindler's List of, you know, Nazis rounding up Jews in the ghettos and that one right. that one sequence with the little girl with the red jacket because i mean this, i mean again this is what this is going to look like i mean it seems to me as if if the republican party especially the the hill republicans were smart they would put the brakes on this thing immediately because what this is doing I mean, the ultimate impact of this electorally for them, and I hate to dwell on just the superficial electoral aspect of this because it's so awful on so many different levels, 
But I mean, the Republicans need to put a stop to this. Otherwise, they they could end up potentially losing places like Texas, Arizona. Certainly, they're going to lose New Mexico. Yeah. That goes without saying. They're already saying. in danger. They're yeah. already in danger. But in where places. I mean, wherever there's a Latino vote in a somewhat purple mm-hmm. state or a leaning, even a leaning purple state, mm-hmm. they are going to lose that vote now because Donald Trump is sending out his Gestapo to start rounding up every brown person they can possibly find who doesn't happen to have their employment papers, you know, on their person like we all we all right. do we all walk and, around don't we and, with those and 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 some of the some of his empowered vigilantes <clears throat> may uh, decide to take matters into their own hands as well yeah this is a very real first of all this strikes fear into the heart of uh, 11 or 12 million people yep. in this country yep, it does uh that's that's one thing it does uh it, it also it it isn't it's also illegal yep. uh so i don't know how far he can get with this it's also uh it, it's it's risky on on so many levels uh, it's impractical. There aren't there aren't enough ICE agents to accomplish the uh, deportation of millions of people. It isn't going to happen in the next week. It isn't going to happen in next month. Yeah. Uh, what is going to happen, and uh, this is very real, is that twenty to fifty thousand people will be deported in this mass uh, migration sweep. And uh, you know, this is this is another one of those moments that. Uh, is meant to fire up Trump voters, and to some degree it is red meat for his base, but it is also red meat for this base, the anti-Trump base, Yeah. Uh, because this just it fires up people more, and hopefully, I'm sorry that it has to happen under these circumstances, but hopefully uh, boosts the Latino vote in this country uh, yeah. in 2020, if God help us, we make it that far. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. The main thing is the electoral consideration. This has everything to do with Donald Trump making sure that his entire 40 percent, his his base is in line, that they're all locked in and motivated because of their hatred and bigotry toward Brown people, just whatever. And it comes on. The, it, yeah. it comes on the morning of this Florida rally, too. Yeah. I mean, you have to look at the timing. Of this he's he's announced something that he cannot practically do and cannot legally do yep. on the morning of the uh, the rally to kick off his campaign, the which is really his fifty ninth rally. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, again, this is. Everything is designed for effect. Everything is designed right. to make to sure show. that, yeah, that those 40% are lined up. They're in a row. They're ready to march into their voting booths. They're ready to donate their money to the Donald Trump uh, re-election campaign. And that's what this is entirely about. And the, the funny thing is, and, and again, I, I want to um, see if we get your take on this, Buzz, too, because... The other thing that we need to watch very, very closely is the situation in the Middle East, uh, whether it's the Gulf of Oman, Iran specifically, because my concern, Buzz, is that, uh, you know, he's got the 40 percent locked up. That's 40 percent of the American right. voting population. Right. All he needs is another 10 percent. And my concern is, ah. is that other 10 percent is going to come along based on the rah-rah, yellow ribbon around the tree patriotism that happens no. in in the event of wartime. Time uh, uh, action in the event that Donald no. Trump takes us into a war, and so are we going to no. support the wartime president? Well, here's what I think: I think forty percent, uh, roughly, yeah. are locked are locked behind Trump, and I, I hate that the number is that high. It's frightening yep. and concerning, not just today, but for the nation's future. Yep. Uh, but let's say that forty percent is solid. Let's say all of them turn out because they might, considering their level of enthusiasm for the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say the entire 40% uh, turns out and votes for Trump on election day in 2020. 
uh, that means we've got to have, you know, uh, what I'd like to see. Uh, we have potentially 60%. Of course, that'll never happen. Uh, that that would be 100%. And, and uh, the, the anti-Trump vote's never going to get the rest of that 100%. Our goal, I think, is to get as much of that potential 60% as possible. Uh, we need the widest possible margins. Uh, Senate races are starting to look better, by the way. Uh, candidates and campaigns uh, and uh, feedback uh, looking a whole lot like it did in 2018 Thank in the God. midterms. Yeah. So it's uh, we're not home free yet, but that's a good sign. So uh, it's a little encouragement to keep going here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is... I, this is my view of it, that, that the goal on the anti-Trump side now is to get as much of that 60% as possible. We, if, if, the, if it's 40% for Trump, let it be 56 or 57% against him yeah. uh, you know, in, the, in the vote. Uh, we need an overwhelming vote here. And as long as more than 42% of the anti-Trump side turns out, we've got to win. Because I don't think... The Trump side is going to grow in size. It will grow in enthusiasm, mm. but it has not, and I do not think it will grow in size. I think the lines have already been drawn. People have taken their sides. What the what the left has to do now is get out the freaking vote. Yep, yep. And you know what? When I look at these numbers for Joe Biden, I have to say once again that while I'm not a Joe Biden guy and I haven't right. endorsed anyone yet, but I'm not. I've never been a big fan of Joe Biden. But looking at his numbers, looking at these battleground state numbers especially, it's right. so enticing because Donald Trump's support drops to 39% if Joe Biden is his opponent, the general. Right. And right. that is, yeah. I mean, again, we're talking about a moment in time uh, a year and a half before the election. But it's still really attractive to see that kind of blowout in states like- It's motivating. Yeah, yeah, Michigan and Texas and Pennsylvania. And again, we may not need Joe Biden's numbers when the time eventually comes because a year and a half is a lot of time for Donald oh, yeah. Trump to oh, utterly screw himself. Yeah. With the, debate, with the debates uh, you know, just a week away right. uh, or so, uh, everything could change just on that, on yeah. that alone. Yep. Uh, other candidates continue to gain on Biden and he hasn't, gone far enough out into the water yet uh to risk drowning yeah. so uh you know i think it it's definitely too early to call but but this is it because of the top five the, the polls show that the top five democratic candidates uh can beat donald trump yeah the top five yeah. five let me say five <laughs> five democrats <laughs> yeah. Not just one. So it, it doesn't have to just be bernie or biden or any one individual we've got five who can beat him five that's that's tremendous. If you carry nothing else away from today's show, make it. Today's show is brought to you by the number five. The number five. And that is, right. of course, going to be the name of today's show. <laughs> the number five. Let me write this down. The number five. Uh, know it, live it, learn it. That's exactly right. All right. Well, we're going to come back and talk about um, the uh, ABC News interview just a little bit here okay. for some, some final uh, remaining observations about that. But first, we got to talk about Bugger Off Bug Repellent from Bugger Off Ball. Com. Again, buggeroffbalm.com. If you missed Father's Day and you need a great gift for dad this summer, that's something you can use all the way up through, maybe in some cases all the way up through October, 
bugger off bomb and yard work go hand in hand. Dad's out there mowing the lawn, trimming the hedges. Why let him get attacked by all those nasty stinging insects? If you and your dad are tired of bug bites, you've come to right to the right spot. Uh, bugger off bomb was created to swear off all the pesky mosquitoes that plague us every season. They got straightforward ingredients, never anything toxic. That's easy to travel with and a little teeny tiny convenient tin that I don't have. I don't have my tin here anymore because you know what? I gifted it to my mom who lives in a place where there are tons of mosquitoes and she absolutely loves it. And she loves the fact that it fits right in your pocket. It doesn't squirt out sure. and get all messy in there. It's made is made specifically for everyone. For example, fishermen, hikers, soccer moms, beachgoers, cruelty-free skincare enthusiasts, your Uncle Joe, your dad, et cetera, et cetera. Why? I, well, uh, yeah. I, I I never go outside, but, <laughs> but I have friends in Florida who do. And they have the bugger off balm, and they say it's it's true. They love the smell of it as well. Yeah, exactly, because it's free of nasty chemicals. It's DEET free. It's kind to humans and the environment. It contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlies. That's eucalyptus and citronella, all in there. It also contains non-GMO soybean oil, beeswax, thyme, rosemary, cedarwood, geranium, basil, and essential oils. Keeps the bugs away and goes great on a deli sandwich. I'm kidding. I'm kidding about the sandwich no, part. Do not try this at home. By, by the way, holy hell, it smells way better than any store-bought repellents. Bugger off. Smells oh, clean and fresh, as Buzz said, and it won't stain your clothing. Plus, no more skeeter bites. Another line of defense against any insect-borne diseases like the Zika. Just ten ninety-five at buggeroffbomb.com, but use our promo code BOBC for fifteen percent off your order. Support this show by supporting Bugger Off Bomb and stay bug-free all summer long. Again, that's Bugger Off Bomb www.buggeroffbomb.com or just click the link on the podcast page and we thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, this is Lee Papa, host of AGD Podcast with the Rude Pundit. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show, where every week I talk about politics and interview funny, fascinating, and filthy people. Find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. The Bob Seska Show. There's another song by the great Mia Montenegro. It's a song called Guilty from Somewhere in Between. I kept your secret. I love, love, love Mia's voice. Great, great stuff. Again, uh, Mia Montenegro, the song is Guilty. And we got a link in the uh, description below if you want to buy all of Mia Montenegro's music. Especially the uh, Somewhere in Between album, which is fucking fantastic. So great that I use the F word, right? Okay, welcome back to the show today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Buzz Burbank is here from Buzz Burbank News and Comment. BuzzBurbank.com, RealmNetwork.com. Best hour of news you're going to hear all week. Okay. Um, where, where are we going to talk about? We're talking about Trump I, and this I, uh, ridiculous show. Era. I have no idea. I just show up. <laughs> I know. With, I, with some lame jokes, and that's it. We wing it after that. That's why I have co-hosts <laughs> to help me uh, keep on track and make sure I remember what I'm doing here. Um, so, uh, so thanks for nothing, asshole. Uh, <laughs> kidding. Uh, okay, so this uh, ABC News special, a couple of things I wanted to mention here as far as this, uh, again, this George Stephanopoulos interview we've been talking about for several days uh-huh. now. But I mean, again, what a great glimpse into how just utterly crazy and not that we needed reinforcement about why Donald Trump and how Donald Trump is so uh, crazy and incompetent. 
But there it was for all to see on primetime on ABC, uh, like 8 o'clock on a Sunday night. Everyone's dialed in. Everyone's watching TV, except if you're watching the Family Feud episode or whatever the hell well, else people are yeah. watching instead yeah, of what this. Yeah, what I meant by that, Family yeah. Feud normally airs on that channel at that time. And I see. it gets higher ratings than did that interview. Ah. Uh, but, but golf, I think, uh, nearly doubled uh, the number of people who were watching uh, the interview. And again, I get it. It just, it breaks. I, I, I die a little when, yeah. when I see people uh, stop paying attention. And I, I, I heard from so many people who went on the defensive after I, I talked about this online today. Uh, and, and I'm not talking to you. you know? I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking to the nation as a whole because the truth is, and you all know this too, uh, that so many people have just tuned out, have just stopped listening, have yep. stopped caring, have stopped paying attention, I've noticed. no longer watch the news. Uh, the people who listen to this show, my show, uh, who engage with Bob and uh, myself online, uh, uh, clearly they're up to date and, yep. and engaged. Uh, they're not the concern, but I want them to know my concern uh, for the nation as a whole, just not paying attention because, like I said, that's what the nefarious in government want us to do is to stop paying attention. You know, it's funny, Buzz, uh, that you mentioned this because on Friday's after party, I just completely went off about this exact same idea, which is that, oh. you know, I mean, I, just speaking for myself, I have never served in the military. I, I was never right. drafted, obviously. I was too young to be drafted. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I never volunteered to, uh, to go and fight overseas for the country and so on. So I feel in a certain respect, on top of this being my career choice, I feel like this is my patriotic duty. This is my duty to yes, keep track of this president, to watchdog this president, to correct the record about this president, to inform to the write, public. To yeah. write, and to write the history of this president. Exactly. Yeah. That's the main but to thing. Inform, but to inform the public really is the main thing. But yeah. writing the history is an important part of it, too. And I feel likewise, the least we can do for American democracy is to keep track of what this maniac president is doing and how he is damaging this country and then using that to inform our opinions, to to spread the word, uh, you know, whether it's at the water cooler at work or on your Facebook page or on your Twitter feed. If you're saying, oh, my God, I'm so tired of listening to Donald Trump talk. You know what? You're not in the rice paddies. Of, you're not in the rice paddies of Vietnam. You know, you're not storming the beaches of Normandy. We're following a maniac right. president who needs to be stopped and removed from office as quickly and conveniently as possible before he would, seriously and permanently damages let, this country. Let's put it this way. Would you stop watching your two-year-old for that long? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, because that's well what we have. Only uh, this two-year-old has the nuclear codes. Yeah. So... It's a little bit important, just little a bit. little bit important yeah, uh, to, to, to pay to pay attention to this. Um, uh, Rachel used to say, I haven't heard her say it in a long time, but I, I always wanted to steal this, and that is, uh, this is no time to stop paying attention. That's exactly and, right. And, and it's it's absolutely true, uh, more, more than ever. And believe me, I'm as tired of it. You are as tired of it mm -hmm. as, as anybody is. We, we're probably, I, I, I'm probably more tired of it than you are, Bob. Uh, <laughs> I know, don't know. Uh, let's, let's, oh, yeah, well, let's have a contest. Um, but I, uh, I yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely wearing. And what are our choices? We either tune out and let them do whatever, yeah. uh, which may hurt, which may hurt us, yeah. which may actually hurt us. 
or or we can pay attention and and resist where we can. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's not just the fact that Donald Trump is a maniac and he's incompetent and he's corrupt and he's a criminal and all the rest of it. It's there's a personal element here, whether it has to do with healthcare or whether it has to do yeah. with oh, yeah. y- your skin being a little browner than Caucasian normally Income and then therefore fairness uh, and tax yeah. fairness. Yeah. yeah. And and now it's about, you know, if you're if you've got dark hair and and dark than Caucasian skin, you're now on a hit list. ICE is going to be coming for you and you better have your papers ready. That is the kind of country we're living in now. And it's not a time to go, oh, I, I'm just so tired of seeing him talk. And you, know, you know what? You can't, you're not allowed to say that. You have to keep well, following this yeah, guy. You have to you keep are. on top of it. You, you are. And as some uh, people who took the defensive uh, pointed out to me today, and, and they're right, and I've preached this myself, you also need some time away from it. That's you true. You also need to step away from it from time to time. It is yeah. not, and it should not be, uh, you know, it's your, your job and my job, but it, it should not be everyone's job to watch everything every minute. Again, I was just expressing overall concern about the overall lack of attention uh, to uh, the government that we are supposed to control. And uh, th- that's, that's, that's really all I meant. And I've upset an awful lot of people, but... I guess it's good for internet traffic. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes tough love is important, Buzz, and I think uh, you're <laughs> delivering tough love to your audience. And, I and I, you know, that's not even we, a joke. I mean, that's serious. Like, you know, for God's sake, I mean, we have to reinforce our backbones here and remember yeah. what it is we're exactly calling for here. We're not again. I, uh, I was waving what has been called the dad finger at people <laughs> today. <laughs> I'm I'm familiar with that. I, I have used that uh, finger too of my own, and and but you know. What can we say? I mean, because we're seeing this and we're seeing we've been following it long enough. We have a long enough record following the news in this country, following politics in this country to know where this could be heading. And it's not heading anywhere well. And you know what? We all have to do our part in making sure it doesn't go sideways suddenly. And it could very easily go sideways. If you if you parallel this with climate change, which we should also be paying more attention to. Yes. uh, We're getting. We're getting close to, we're not there yet, but we're getting dangerously close to the point of no return. Yep. And and that's true of our planet, and that's true of our government. And we can either uh, watch golf, or we can or we can get up off our couches and, and, and call our representatives or write yep. them, uh, show up at their offices when you have time, or if you have time to do so, uh, go to a weekend rally. Uh, let let you you know express yourself as most of us do on social media. Uh, you know we have to we have to keep after this, and we have to keep pointing out the truth on the mm-hmm. off chance someone will hear it. That's right. And the more people who hear it, the the better off we're all going to be. Because uh, I mean, what happens is democracy dies in ignorance. I mean, ignorance will kill democracy faster than anything else. Yeah. Burying our heads in the sand and, you know, abandoning cover following the news, following politics in lieu of Dancing with the stars, or the Real Housewives, or wherever, or you know. But I mean, I, I, well, that's not to say you can't enjoy these things. You can't right, do things course. that are that that are self uh, self helping. But I mean, at the same if, time, don't abandon it entirely. If I thought that uh, kids were being taught in school the importance of checks and balances in government, yeah. if I thought they were being, I mean, illustrated, given a real understanding of these things, the importance of the press the importance of voting, 
these are how to fix a screen door. These are things we should be teaching in schools uh, so that uh, young people are prepared to become citizens. And uh, you, you mentioned ignorance, ignorance, uh, education. Uh, I've fretted about this again this morning and I've preached on it before. Until we start uh, properly educating people, we will continue to have the ignorance problem that breeds the racism and uh, and uh, the hatred that we see in today's politics. Yep. Uh, that we, we could have gone and we still, I hope, think can go a different way. Well, here's how specifically ignorance will kill democracy, Buzz. And that is, okay. um, you know, during this ABC News interview with uh, George Stephanopoulos and Trump, they were in the beast at mm-hmm. one point. We've all seen this clip now right. where yeah. George Stephanopoulos literally challenges Donald Trump's <laughs> no collusion claim in a way that I haven't seen yet in an interview with Donald Trump. I haven't seen someone right. challenge him the way this went down. And specifically because of the way Donald Trump reacted when <laughs> yeah. George Stephanopoulos challenged him on no collusion. And it didn't take much. All it took, well, that's not what it says in the report. And Donald Trump insisting, well, yes, Robert Mueller said no collusion. I mean, Donald which he Trump, didn't. Yeah. which he didn't. I mean, the exchange basically, yeah. Trump saying they found no collusion and they didn't find anything having to do with obstruction because they made the ruling based on his comments. And Stephanopoulos interrupts. And says, are you trying to say now, this is Trump, are you trying uh-huh. to say now that there was collusion, even though he said there was no collusion? And Stephanopoulos says, well, he didn't say that. And Trump said, he said no collusion. Well, he didn't say no collusion. No, no, no yeah. and, and this is what Stephanopoulos says. Well, he, he said he didn't look at con- collusion, which is the the fact. And then Trump said, well, George, the report said no collusion. And then Stephanopoulos said, did you read the report? And Trump said, yes, I did. And, uh, and then at that point, Donald Trump moved so quickly to leap out of that car. It's a shame uh-huh. that the car was not moving at the time because Donald right. Trump would have leapt out of the car anyway. Uh, because he was so afraid of the truth. And the truth is that Donald Trump is exploiting the ignorance of the American public. And I'm I'm not just talking about, and I wish I was, right. oh, I'm not right, just though. talking about Fox News viewers and Red Hats. I'm talking about so many people in this country have just not bothered to read the Mueller report. It doesn't right. take that long. It's a quick read. You can knock it out in a weekend if you don't have a lot of time. Uh, And what it says in the report is specifically Mueller did not, just as George Stephanopoulos said, Mueller did not investigate for collusion. And he said right here on page two, my God, all you need to do is read as far as page two. All the farther you have to go. Right. (laughs) Two. You can make it. You can make it. Yeah, it's not that hard to read two pages of text, for God's sake. On page two, not even... Not even halfway through page two, (laughs) Mueller clearly writes, in evaluating whether evidence about collective action of multiple individuals constituted a crime, we applied the framework of conspiracy law, not the concept of collusion. So he didn't examine collusion as a criminal uh, violation. Instead, he looked at conspiracy law. Then he proceeded to document uh, over 100 different links between the Trump campaign and Russian operatives. Over 100 uh, links. 100, uh, 126, but who's counting? Yeah, 
And you can make a very easy semantic leap from links, the word links, to the word collusion. I mean, we all were oh, using, yeah. we, I mean, right. were we? We were all using collusion as kind of a colloquial catch-all term for the relationship between Trump and Russia, whether it was the business ties, whether it's the compromat, whether it's these 101-plus meetings that took place during the campaign and during the transition. Well, these are all examples of Collusion, right? At I'll least in honest. terms of how we yeah. were defining it, right? Yeah, the the task of reading the, the Mueller report didn't sound like fun, <laughs> uh, and 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 so it's not an attractive thing. And I understand that. And I understand people are busy, like you said. You really only have to get uh, a page and a quarter into the thing, to, right? To to begin to find meat, and uh, that'll make you you know you can skim it. There are credible summaries by reliable news agencies. Uh, that have been written of the Mueller report if you just don't think you can read all that legalese. Yeah. I get that, but this, all of this underscores the importance of having Mueller himself on television answering questions for Congress. Uh, uh, this is the only way that we're going to get what's in the report into the mouths of American people. And I, I wrote in a Salon today a whole piece defining what the Mueller report says about collusion and what it doesn't say about collusion. And I think this is one of those things where we need to have a reset on this issue because it gets scrambled. And this is, a, I, again, I go back to Robert Mueller himself. This is a bit of Mueller's fault, too. This is, and, and Donald Trump is actively exploiting Robert Mueller's legalese or his double True. negatives and things like that. True. Robert Mueller's well, inability to answer yeah. questions before Congress to clarify some of these things. And, right. and Trump is just waltzing right through that gigantic semantic right. loophole. And that's a problem. But again, um, you find it all scrambled around here. And the, the bottom line is there are more than 100 contacts between Trump officials and Russian operatives. And the Trump officials, for their part, uh, lied at every turn about those yes. meetings, whether it was on federal documents or whether it was to the FBI, only later right. to correct the record or to be caught doing all the lies, lying about mm -hmm. these meetings and so on. So why are they lying about all these meetings? Well, obviously because there's a quid pro quo there, obviously because uh, they needed to use opaque language, they needed to make sure that uh, you know they used all of their mob-style tactics. These were all buffers in the parlance of uh, Godfather Part Two. And so for Donald Trump to sit there and, and stare into a camera and repeatedly claim that Robert Mueller said no collusion is absolutely false. But again, it exposes the misinformation campaign that began on March 24th when Bill Barr released that god awful letter summarizing this and, and preempting the actual findings of the report. Well, here's, here's what I think you have here is you've got uh, Mueller, uh, who plays by strictly, strictly, strictly by the rules, yeah. uh, up against or being beaten up by a guy who absolutely does not play by the rules. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, this is uh, it, it, it has been proposed that this would be an occasion for Mr. Mueller to uh, loosen his tie a bit yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, uh, step outside of what has been. Uh, tradition. He no longer holds the special counsel title, so he's free to talk, so far as I know. Uh, and and I, I don't understand why at this point he he hasn't uh, won't come forward to to speak, especially since he's being pummeled by a bully who doesn't play by the rules. Yeah, that's right. Well, Buzz, you know, all that funnel cake at Rehoboth Beach isn't going to eat itself. So Mueller is on to his next assignment, which is. 
boardwalk crawling at, at uh, Rehoboth or wherever the hell he is right now. I mean, just I, I feel like again, you talk about patriotism. You talk about. I, I mean, I know Robert Mueller has done his duty, uh, duty, and that is and, uh, yeah, in a thousand different ways, especially and, more and than it most would of be- it. It would be easier to get him if Congress were holding impeachment hearings That's right. as it, it very much needs to do. You know, I, I'll go back to what I said last week because it bears repeat. I think we should keep saying it until it finally happens. And and that is that uh, the Democrats are allowing themselves to be led by the public, and that isn't going to happen. Yeah. And the Democrats should instead be doing what they did in 1973 and 4, mm-hmm. and that's lead the American public, not wait to be led by the public because right now the public's not on board yeah and the public was not on board in 73 either nope but uh, they got on board uh, same thing same thing in terms of uh congress held hearings then that were not impeachment hearings they were the the watergate committee hearings yeah well the public and didn't- and, and and it didn't sway the public at all that's right when they started when they started impeachment boom uh, things began to change mm-hmm. same thing here we're having investigative hearings and the needle isn't moving, same as in 73. Maybe if we did what we did then and uh, launch impeachment hearings, uh, the public would get on board as they did back then, at least more than are now. And God bless her, Nancy Pelosi is still in full you, you uh, this, can, this you mode. You, you want, you, <laughs> when asked about impeachment, boy, I, God, so frustrating because I, I, I really like Nancy Pelosi normally, but yeah, yeah. Boy, a she brilliant, is off brilliant base strategist now. normally, but she's yeah. missing something here. She's not, not seeing the whole, uh, there's, I, there's something very obvious. I think she's just missing here. Yeah, yeah. that, that uh, she could pay for this dearly. Uh, by uh, Democrats. I saw somebody post, I'm just saying, uh, this has uh, been a couple of weeks ago uh, now, uh, but I saw somebody post uh, that uh, I'm, I'm withholding uh, donations to any anything Democratic until they start impeachment hearings. Yeah. They start impeachment hearings, they'll get my money, but not a moment uh, before that. I don't know what kind of pressure the electorate needs to apply here to uh, make Congress, make the Democrats in Congress do the obvious thing. Yeah, but we do have some new polling numbers that I hope move the dial just a little bit in favor. It's moving of, a little. It is moving Beecher. a little. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. we're going to talk about those poll numbers right after Good. one last break back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. I've got my hands in my pockets, a drag to my step. These drinks aren't the same since the day that you left. We've talked through some lost loves and we've talked through some. 
some pain I've stood on your doorstep like a fool in the rain But one thing I've learned here in my 35 years Good people are so hard to find We're singing I'm hesitant to interrupt this. This is so good. Uh, this is Tim Rogner. The song is called Goodbye, Virginia, obviously. Uh, link in the description below. Just love this song. Um, okay. Speaking of things I love, uh, Stephanie yes. Miller Stephanie Miller was nominated for the Radio Hall of Fame in the spoken word category this year. But right. I've been announcing, so I've been asking people to go and vote for her because you can, uh, there's like an audience choice thing. And, uh, but the voting doesn't start until July 15th. <laughs> That's a, I, I forgot. It's never too soon to work up the base. That's right. I, I didn't notice that there was no voting allowed until a certain date. So make sure to put right down on your calendar. If, you've, if people still use calendars. I know I do. Russia, I if you're listening. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Meanwhile, uh, our good friend Frank Conniff from Mystery Science Theater, formerly of uh, John Fugelsang's right. show on Sirius XM. Frank Kahn of TV's Frank uh, had a big heart surgery uh, over the weekend. Oh. I think it was, I think he went, ended up having a open heart surgery instead of the, uh, the usual thing where they go up through a, uh, an artery and they stick a stent right. in there. I think this was full blown open heart surgery, which is really, really hard, really traumatic. Uh, he's recovering. He's doing fine. If you right. want to send uh, any uh, well wishes, please send them to Frank Kahn of PO box eight, 1870 Long Island City or as they say up there Long Island City Long Island Long Island New York 11101 uh, that's impossible to forget that zip code 11101 PO box 1870 Long Island City New York 11101 send your well wishes to the great Frank Conniff all right moving I worked along. I worked at a radio I worked at a radio station in uh, New York state upstate yeah. New York and uh, we covered part of Vermont and uh, I would occasionally get contest winners there, and I would ask for their address, you know, off the air to send them their, their prize. Uh -huh. And uh, they would give me the zip code, and it began with zero. And I would say, I would, that's not a real zip code. <laughs> your, your zip code you're, can't, make, you're making things up. <laughs> they don't start with zero. Yeah. It's like, it's like getting a zip code that starts with a letter Q. What, what are you talking about? Right. That that's doesn't exist. Not that's right. not real. That's made up. Okay. Um, what are we going to talk about here? Uh, oh, it's on me again, is it? Yeah, yeah. What did I say? Oh, yeah, the polls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I'm always forgetting. I just kind of zone out and stare at the wall during the commercials. Um, yeah, the polls about impeachment. Yes, it. yes, the polls about. And this is significant because we're looking at a Fox News poll here. You can't yes. say eh, it's fake poll. It's fake. Like Donald Trump whining about. Uh, you know, in fact, he whined about these polls too. He whined. Well, there the, but but there's the fun of it, Bob. I know. He's, he is, he, you know, he says we we find out that his internal polling says he sucks. <laughs> he comes out and then says uh, the, those aren't real polls. They don't exist. And yeah. then we get them and we see that they exist and yeah. that he absolutely <laughs> does suck. And so then he fires the pollsters, thinking, well. That takes care of that. And then Fox News, his buddies over at Fox News, yeah, yeah. come out with a poll that show 
exactly the same thing. Exactly. So he's got a whine now about Brett Bear for some reason, as if Brett Bear <laughs> is the pollster. Like, Brett Bear is going door to door asking survey questions. But Donald Trump's always looking for something to whine about. Stop whining. Yeah, that's right. It's also his foreign policy, too. It's just whining. Right. Remember uh, Obama's foreign policy? Obama got a lot of criticism for the Republicans that his foreign policy was stop doing stupid shit. Um, right. With Donald Trump, his foreign policy is just wine, wine, wine. He was whining again today about something having to do with Germany. It's so unfair, so unfair, everything's so unfair. But this Fox Wh- News... Whining, whining is also his domestic policy, by the way. That's what I've heard and noticed. Yeah. Oh, my, everything is whining. Uh, but this Fox News poll, do you think the Trump campaign coordinated with Rus- the Russian government in 2016? Yes, 50%. No, 44 percent now and this is fox this is fox right so it's a little bit uh, leaning on my dad's watching yeah exactly not exactly rasmussen but it is still leaning uh too heavily conservative in their uh crosstacks but still 44 percent is still too high but i mean we'll take Mm -hmm. it it's a majority now that uh or is 50 percent a majority or plurality it's it's a a a plurality in this case plurality 51 would be a majority but 50 percent still i'll take that i mean among fox news viewers among people who uh, are, are leaning conservative, I would say the fact that they believe that Russia coordinated with Trump in, the, in 2016, uh, I, the great news. I, I think this is good news as far as the whole uh, impeachment yes. scenario is concerned. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, should Trump be impeached? This question, 43% yes. Impeach him and remove him from office. 7%, wow. 7% of people said yes, impeach him, but don't remove him from office. Uh-huh. Uh, 48% said no. So more people support impeachment. That would be what would that be? Fifty yeah. percent versus forty-eight percent. But the, the right yes, impeach him, but don't remove him from office. That category, that seven percent, interesting. And I'll tell you why that's fascinating because I think it's a false poll result. I think these are people going. That's what will probably happen versus what I think mm-hmm. should happen. Could be. Yeah. I mean, again, we it's really difficult. And I have been leaning less and less on poll questions and, and poll numbers lately, only because we all got burned in, in 2016. We do have to be careful. Yeah. You know, I saw you post the other day, uh, polls mean nothing. Or uh, where I, what did you say? The, exactly? the Democratic primary, the Democratic primary polls and the, the, the polls yeah. looking at uh, matchups for the general election, too. Kind of irrelevant I, at this point. I, I only uh, take partial issue with that. It is, they are the current numbers are irrelevant in terms of what happens on election day, which is a long way off. Yep. But I think they're very, very instructive about this moment here, mm-hmm. about right now. Yeah. And and I think they can be relied upon to give us a fair picture of that. Yeah. You know, I so I, I you know, I, I, I still defend polls to a large degree. I, what other way do we have to measure public opinion? I still think that a lot of people will answer a presidential approval poll question uh, based on how they think the country is doing, not necessarily how the president is doing. So if they feel like, well, sure. economy's doing pretty good. So, yeah, I guess the president's OK. But they're not they're not evaluating the actual job performance of the president, which is the specifics of the question. And instead, they're superimposing their semi informed view of how the country overall is doing, conflating those two things. So I think sometimes the presidential job approval numbers 
are not quite as accurate as we like to think they are. But obviously, it's the best we can do as far as taking the temperature, taking a litmus test to the American public right. and seeing where they're thinking. So in this case, yeah, I mean, we, we have nothing else to go on. Clearly, I'll accept the fact that 50% of the people surveyed here think that, yes, the impeachment process should begin. And I hope Nancy Pelosi is getting these numbers. I hope Donald Trump sees these numbers, too. I'm still quite uh, skeptical about this opinion that, oh, the impeachment process is going to help Donald Trump, because what that does is it no. it, it, fr- it frames uh, impeachment as being something positive you can do for a president. And that is definitely not the case. Donald <laughs> Trump may think that this is going to help him. It's not going to help. If the imp- impeachment process, and I've been underscoring the fact that I have a hard time saying the word inquiry. For some reason, inquiry, that's yeah, in, in, either one. inquiry. Yeah. I mean, saying it's it, not my favorite word. It's a bad word, Bob. I think you're allowed to skirt around <laughs> it when you can. But I think the impeachment process itself is going to further backstop these numbers and increase these numbers. Because the whole point of doing that, the whole point of going into an impeachment inquiry is to get that information out there. Reinforce. That's what happened in, in Watergate. That's how it's yep. done. That's how you bring people around. Is you bring? They're not going to read the Mueller report. you got to put it on television. And the way to do that is with dramatic hearings yeah. uh and and those and although this is a different age that involves the internet all oh, those clips the good the highlights will definitely be on the internet yeah and, and likewise there's an nbc news wall street journal poll out now it says mm-hmm. uh 27% of americans say there's enough evidence to begin impeachment hearings now and 27% you go oh my god 27% that's so low but it's actually not because it's up 10 points from just last month 24% meanwhile think Congress should continue investigating to see if there's enough evidence to hold impeachment hearings in the future. That means a plurality support the fact that there's enough evidence now to begin impeachment. 48% yeah. believe that Congress... Oh, okay, so no, I take that back. <laughs> sorry, right. sorry for the cock blockage no, here. No, no, but, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. 48% believe that Congress should not hold impeachment hearings and that Trump should finish out his term. As president, meanwhile, fifty uh, percent of Americans say reinforcement or say enforcement of immigration laws yeah. has gone too far. Twenty-four percent say actions haven't gone far enough. That'd be Stephen Miller and his band of freaks, uh, amounting to that twenty-four percent. Meanwhile, uh, one last bit of uh, polling information here: sixty-nine, my favorite percentage, sixty-nine percent of voters said a, a sitting president should be subject to criminal charges. Right. So it seems to me as if uh, one of the things Elizabeth Warren's calling for is that very thing of making yeah. it possible to charge the president criminally, which is so necessary. <laughs> My God, those, those are the real stakes of impeachment, too. It's like, we don't want to send the message down the uh, down the line into the future. So, oh, the president literally can go and shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and no, his numbers yes. will go up. Absolutely. You know, that's an argument we've been making all along. Uh, it, a couple of interesting things. Uh, the enthusiasm for impeachment is up among Democrats significantly just in the past 30 days. It's gone up from 30% of Democrats favoring impeachment to 48%. Oh. Now, that's still not a majority, but it's an 18% increase. Watch that uh, progress. And also, crucial independence. Uh, 22% are ready for impeachment now. 34% want to keep investigating. Together, that is 56% of um, independents who are open to impeachment. 
Wow. That, see, that's great. I, I, I just yeah. I, I hope it starts uh, as soon as possible. And I hope we get to a place where at least uh, Mitch McConnell is forced to start a trial in the Senate. Actually, you know what? I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't think Mitch McConnell really has anything to do with it. I don't think Mitch McConnell can can go. Uh, no. You know what? We're going to. Yeah. Yeah. With his Mason. Yeah, all he can do is rush the trial, which is what he that's says. Right. He's already said that's what he's going to do. <laughs> They're going to fast track the trial once they get it from uh, the House. And one thing he might be able to do is turn off the TV cameras, uh, make it not non-televised, right, right. which even better for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure how that's all going to work out, but it really doesn't matter. The point is the impeachment itself, which happens on the House well, side. Yeah, yeah. I hope the cameras are on when he helps the 9/11 responders. Okay, well, coming up on the postmortem show here in just a few seconds on our Patreon page, where we just keep talking after this music is done playing, after the credits roll. It's sort of our post-credit scene if you like superhero movies. So we're gonna uh, keep talking on the postmortem show here i've got a uh, an amazing essay uh, about the presidency about the, specifically the trump presidency written by charlie pierce now this was out I, I don't know a year ago or something like that but ziggy blue on our patreon page uh posted this in the community tab which by the way if you want to sign up on our patreon page another perk for you it doesn't matter what level of support you offer even at one dollar a month you still have access to our community tab where you can post your own blogs all you want you can generate conversation you can join and participate in our, our community of patreon supporters over there so go and do that but ziggy blue posted this thing by charlie pierce i want to read this on the uh, post-mortem show just because it is so amazing and just because I want to be Charlie Pierce when I grow up. So there's that. That's uh, patreon.com slash Bob Show. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and comment at buzzburbank.com. Also, realmnetwork.com. Make sure to support all your favorite Realm shows. And Sexy Liberal, of course, Stephanie Miller's Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. That's me, Jody, everyone else. See you on the post-mortem show, folks. Bye-bye.